You guys know I'm all about making our lives as easy as possible in sobriety. Well, you can eat stress-free this spring with Factor Meals, and they're offering my listeners 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month with code HAPPIEST50. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted and dietitian approved You can choose from a weekly menu of 35 options plus more than 60 different add-ons. What I love so much about Factor is that I've never been someone who makes time for cooking, but with Factor, I have delicious meals ready to go and on the table in just two minutes so I can get back to doing what I want with my time without the hassle of any prep, cooking, or cleanup, a total godsend. Factor is also celebrating Earth Day all month long, so look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for their lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash happiest50 and use code happiest50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. That's code happiest50 at factormeals.com slash happiest50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, and when we get sober, they can almost feel magnified at first because we're adjusting to feeling all our feelings again rather than using alcohol to numb them. I was honestly really surprised when I got sober at how many emotions came up for me. I remember literally saying, I have so many feelings right now, and it felt really overwhelming having to feel them all. But the great thing about that is that it gave me the clarity and awareness that I had some things to work through, like people-pleasing and like my own self-talk. That's where therapy can be so helpful because it's a safe space to get things off your chest and begin to work through what's been weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. What I really love about BetterHelp is that it's entirely online. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire and you'll be matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime with no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com happiest today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash happiest. Hello and welcome to Happiest Sober Podcast. I'm Madeline. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that you're all having a great week. Happy Tuesday if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, um, which reminds me to give you a reminder that uh, new episodes come out every Tuesday. Um, Hit the follow button to subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss an episode. Um, I do Q&As on Instagram fairly regularly, maybe once a month. And one thing that I get asked almost every time I do a Q&A is about how to survive a bachelorette party sober. I did my first sober bachelorette party, um, I guess about a month ago now, and I wanted to kind of just come on here and do an episode to sort of like recap it and tell you about it and to give you some sober bachelorette party tips. So I went to New York for my cousin's bachelorette party. I had such a blast. I road tripped there with my sister um, and we got there. So we all rented an Airbnb. It was a house. We rented an entire house together. Um, I wondered going into that if... I, I had a little bit of regrets going in. I think I saw someone on sober Instagram saying like, oh, I'm going to a sober, I think it was a bachelor party. And he was saying, um, I got my own hotel room because that's sort of like a, a tool to help you get through the weekend. And I started thinking like, oh, is this a mistake? Should I have gotten like a separate hotel room? Is this going to be like a lot being in this house with everybody for the whole weekend? Um, 
it was my cousin's bachelorette party so I only knew my cousins going into it so my cousin the bride and her sister um, and then my sister who was coming with me Uh, and so I I didn't feel nervous beforehand in terms of am I gonna struggle with being sober at this bachelorette party but I did feel a little bit nervous about the aspect of I didn't know anybody else going into it and I was feeling a little bit like oh are they gonna think I'm a buzzkill like I was sort of internalizing like knowing how I used to feel about non-drinkers being around when I was a drinker and how it kind of made me feel self-conscious about getting too drunk and all of that I sort of internalized that and was like oh are people gonna think I'm just like a buzzkill having a sober person around so that was kind of like the only source of my nerves beforehand just that and feeling a little bit like oh maybe I'm just gonna feel really kind of like drained and exhausted by the end of it um so my sister and I we got there early before everybody else got there to kind of help my cousin set up um set up all the decorations and so everybody got there I brought a ton of alcohol free drinks for myself and I stocked them I like picked a specific little shelf (laughs) the bottom door of the fridge to stock all my alcohol free drinks um and So that first night we did this and I'll also just say before I get into it that like maybe like a month before we went, my cousin, not the bride, the maid of honor, um, texted in the group chat like, okay guys, we're doing like we have Friday, we have a pub crawl and then like um, Saturday we'll start late because we'll be hungover and then we're doing bachelorette Olympics and then wineries and then like more bar hopping and this and that and I read that text and my sister texted me like sorry this sounds like it's going to be really drinking heavy but it was what I expected so it was kind of like I I knew what the agenda was going in Um, but so on the Friday they had rented or we rented this party bus that like takes you from to different breweries and and wineries and so we all kind of like got ready I'm trying to remember did they do maybe like a little kind of pre-drink situation before we left and then we all went and so we get on the bus it's this private tour bus they have karaoke there's a microphone they have music um and it was really fun right away like with like the music going and everyone kind of dancing um and then when we got to the very first place, our our tour guide, who was so awesome, um, the bus had pulled in and like no one in this group was aware yet that I don't drink. I just like hadn't come up um, aside from my cousins and my sister, obviously. Uh, when we get there, he said, okay, um, raise your hand if you're a beer drinker, raise your hand if you're a wine drinker, because he was like going to go in and, and tell them what what we needed as a group so I didn't raise obviously my hand for either and was kind of like okay this doesn't feel like my moment (laughs) where I want to say it Um, and then we got out and while we were waiting to go in he was kind of standing at the front of the group so I just walked up to him and said hey um, I don't drink do they have like do you know what the non-alcoholic options are and he was like oh okay no worries like I'll make sure I'll I'll get you a mocktail here if that's okay and like just I'll I'll make sure you're taken care of don't worry and and, like if I forget remind me at the next place kind of thing Um, and then one girl in the group was standing close to us and I said thanks to him and as I walked away she was like I think that's so cool or she she said something like that um I was like thanks and then as the night went on 
I don't know. I don't think everyone even really realized that I didn't drink. We went to, I think, three different places. He got me a mocktail at that first place. He got me um, a... (laughs) At the second place, I had a liquid death seltzer, which I had never seen or heard of before. And I laughed as I said it because I put it on my Instagram stories. And I said, like the can it's a seltzer can but it's the most intense looking can you'll ever see that I was like low-key studying it because I have I had paranoia I was like this looks like it's alcohol and I was kind of studying trying to find the label trying to see if there was like an alcohol percentage it just said sparkling water I like googled it on my phone um so what's funny is that I put that on my Instagram story my dms have never blown up about anything as much as they blew up about liquid death seltzer. I learned that um, they created them to look like that so that people who aren't drinking can blend in. I think they originally were made for like concert venues so that people who wanted to be sober at concerts could like have something that kind of looked like alcohol so you didn't stick out. So that's super cool. Um, And yeah, and then at the third place, they made me another mocktail. Um... The third and final place we went was where I got to see the switch (laughs) of people becoming very, very intoxicated. And we got back on the bus and it was now dark out, nighttime. We were all up and dancing. I had the time of my life on that damn bus. At one point, Man, I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain was playing and that song never fails. (laughs) (laughs) it always pumps me up so like it was just like I've never been up and dancing on like a moving bus and there's something about like everybody else there was drunk and they were loose because of that whereas I was just loose I mean first of all it's easy to be loose when everyone around you is drunk because you're like they're not paying attention to what I'm doing they're 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 drunk they're out of it I can just like dance and let loose and drop my inhibitions and have so much fun right now which that in itself is freeing but then just like being aware of like everyone else needed alcohol to get them to that feeling and I'm there without needing alcohol and I'm not even where they are it's two very different places to be super drunk and then to just be like really like sober high on vibes having fun not saying that's the same thing mine is better just saying um but yeah just to kind of be feeling to to realize like wow I'm on such a high right now and I didn't need to drink to get to this feeling and I didn't need to drink to like be up dancing on this bus having fun um that's a really really cool feeling because there was a time in my life where I a thousand percent would have needed alcohol to get there and alcohol would have been the source of all my fun that night and instead I was like crystal clear but on such a high um so that was a that was a highlight for me the bus ride back from that brewery was a thousand percent a highlight for me um so the next day I made sure and I'm gonna share all my tips at the end by the way I made sure to wake up early and wake up early and have a shower right away while everyone's still in bed hungover I'm gonna get up have a shower and at least like do that very first thing um and even that felt like a tiny little sober victory for me in a way of just like I'm just gonna get up and at least get going so that second day I got up got showered early got myself ready and feeling feeling good um and my plan was 
All along, my plan was I'm going to wake up early and walk to a coffee shop first thing in the morning. Um, And that was my plan. And it was pouring rain. And I told my cousin who was awake that I was going to do that. And she was like, are you crazy? Let's just go. I'll drive you. So uh, me and my sister and my cousin went and did a little coffee run. um, And the day was a lot of people struggling um, with being hungover and so it we did get a very late (laughs) late start to the day um and then we did uh bachelorette olympics which was some drinking games um and some but like you know uh bachelorette related games um and one funny thing that happened at that at that point was someone reached into the fridge and grabbed one of my pre-made mocktails and yelled to the room like whose is this can I have it um and I said um it's non-alcoholic and she said never mind and put it back so it's kind of funny like I think people genuinely some people some people noticed but some people genuinely hadn't yet um and then that evening before we went out again um the same girl who had said to me the previous night who overheard me tell the tour guide and and said that she thought it was cool she kind of like uh asked me a little bit about it um and then said like oh I think that's so cool like she's a bartender and she was saying like you you should come um you should come to my bar next time you're in town like we have a really awesome mocktail menu like we have so many zero we have as many mocktails as we have cocktails on our menu because I guess the owner of the place that she works is sober um so we kind of had like a little chat about that really good conversation um and then we all went back out we were in Saratoga Springs in New York um which is a was a really fun cool little spot I had never been before um had a fun night out that second night and then went back had oh my god that night so many laughs so many laughs like up after with like my sister and my cousins we were just like at one point just all dying laughing I had so much fun I really had so much fun and I thought it would maybe be a lot like exhausting draining I thought oh am I gonna just like want to have me time and then on Sunday we went out for brunch together um and then that was that so that's just a quick little kind of recap of how it went how it felt what we did um now I'm gonna kind of share my top sort of like tips and takeaways from it um so my tips for a sober bachelorette number one I think that especially if you're nervous going into it and this is a tip that I've shared many times before I always think it is so so helpful I think it's a great accountability tool I think it makes you feel a lot more confident and comfortable going into something if you let people know in advance that you're not drinking and like I didn't do that in this case because I didn't know any of the people I was meeting them there for the first time um and I knew that the people who I was going there with already knew like my sister and my cousins already knew it so um I didn't feel a need to do that but I think generally speaking if it's people who 
you know who don't know yet that you don't drink. Um, I always think that if you're going into a situation where you think people are expecting you to drink, it's so helpful to just let them know in advance that you're not. And like it doesn't have to be a big serious thing. You don't have to share anything that you're not comfortable sharing. But just it just I think it just saves you so much stress because if you don't let them know then when you're on your way there you're going to be feeling so awkward and nervous about like when am I going to tell them what's the moment going to be is it going to be awkward like it just gets it out of the way and especially if you're already kind of nervous for the bachelorette and especially if it feels like a challenge for you I just think like make it as easy on yourself as possible like you're if you're feeling like it's going to be challenging then you're already going to be nervous going into it and there's no need to add to those nerves by also having to have those conversations while you're there um so definitely I think that that's a really really helpful one um next tip and this is of course something that I say that everybody says all the time um but alcohol-free drinks are going to be your best friend stop bring so many bring more than you think you need I brought some little bottles of alcohol-free Prosecco. I bought some cans of pre-made mocktails. I bought a whole entire case of seltzer water, which was mainly just what I ended up drinking the whole time. Um, But it just really, really, really does wonders. It's so, so, so helpful to have something to sip on the whole time, just to have a drink in your hand, something to make you feel included, something that you can cheers everybody with when they're all doing a cheers. Um, It really, really is a game changer. So make sure, like I always think bring more than you need like I brought way more than I could have ever drank in a weekend and I knew that but like it's better to just have way more than you need than to than than the alternative right so my next tip is kind of more of a reminder but I always say and it's just proved to be true time and time again that if you're going to feel any FOMO, if you're going to feel left out, if you're going to have a challenging moment of I wish I was drinking, that is going to come towards the beginning of the night. That's going to happen when people are cracking their first few, their first drink or maybe their first couple of drinks. I even noticed when we got there and we were decorating, it was me and my sister and my cousin and then one other girl got there early and we were all decorating and I was, I had the thought come into my head of like, okay, this is about the time where I would be like, you guys want to start drinking? Like I just had this awareness that like, this is usually when I would be like, okay, time to rely on wine to like get comfortable and to like feel bonded with this group of new people that I'm going to be meeting. And like, I had that thought of like, I had the thought of like, oh, this, this would have been the part where like, it just would feel easy because I, I would just kind of like shut off, I guess with wine. Um, and that came in like a little fleeting thought, um, almost just more so something I was noticing because it was my first time. It was kind of my first time being in a situation like that sober where I was at, I was at a bachelorette party for the first time and it was with a bunch of new people. Um, so I definitely was feeling like, oh, if this was in my drinking days, I would be so antsy to be like, let's start drinking guys. Um, so any thoughts about drinking are going to come towards the beginning of the night. And as long as you are just willing to hang in there through through any discomfort that comes up at that point, that FOMO will turn to 
JOMO. It will turn to sober gratitude. That first night we came back um, from the bus tour and we all went in the hot tub and it was definitely a very wild night that night. And I was having fun but I was feeling so much gratitude for the fact that I'm sober and I went to bed like so happy so on cloud nine so just like just so glad knowing that how how I was going to feel when I woke up and so happy knowing that I was able to have a fun night and a good night and I wasn't going to be suffering for any of it tomorrow. Like it's just unmatched. That feeling of crawling into bed sober especially especially after you know a big party night like that or especially after anything that maybe feels challenging that feeling of crawling into bed and knowing you're gonna wake up tomorrow feeling good is so much better than like getting a buzz from alcohol for like a a 20 minutes that then turns to being too drunk and that then turns to feeling awful the next day um so just to really keep that in mind that if you're at a bachelorette party and people start like popping bottles or they start drinking and suddenly you feel like oh my god I'm missing out that looks like so much fun just remember that it only looks like fun in the beginning because it's that's really the only part that we're all chasing is that initial buzz and if you can just see it through you're probably going to watch people get really wasted and maybe black out and maybe get sloppy and maybe you know do whatever and then you're gonna watch that and be like oh I'm so glad that I'm sober I'm so glad I'm on this side of things um, and I just always think that's a very very helpful thing to keep in mind um, you just have to survive that first bit of discomfort Um, And to keep in mind too, next tip though, that if you don't like being around that kind of drunkenness, there is no obligation to stay past when you want to. So if, if you don't like being around it, if you're struggling, if it's hard for you, like have an exit plan. Go to bed early if you want to go to bed early. Be unapologetic about that. Own it. Like you don't owe anybody anything when it comes to your own sobriety and your own just like mental health and sanity. So don't feel like you have to stay up and do the late night. Like if you're having fun and you want to, then like amazing. And if you hit your limit, then own that and like honor that for yourself um, and have your own back in that. So that's a really important one too is like don't push yourself. I think something I really struggled with in my early days was putting so many shoulds on myself and feeling guilty if I wanted to go to bed early or go home early and um, I genuinely at this bachelorette was just having a lot of fun Um there wasn't a point where I was like, oh, I should, I, I want to go to bed, but I should stay. Like I actually was just having fun, but I've had plenty of nights like that where I'm just done, but I'm staying out of obligation. Um, so to remember that you are absolutely entitled to go to bed or go home before other people and you don't have to feel bad about that and the truth is if people are drinking heavily then they probably won't have that much awareness about it anyway um and if you need to like step outside for a bit step outside for a bit um make sure that you're putting yourself first and taking care of yourself because it is it's it's a heavy bachelorettes typically are very very heavy drinking events um So be really easy on yourself if that feels hard. It's okay if it feels hard. And yeah, you have to take care of yourself first if that's the case. My next tip is something that I kind of alluded to in my recap, but 
I think that if you're doing like a weekend thing or an overnight thing, make sure that you carve out time for yourself in the morning to have like a little mini internal celebration of being hangover free. I think that it's an amazing idea and this was my plan. It didn't didn't end up working out, but I think it's an amazing idea to wake up early and sneak off and go walk to a coffee shop and like literally take that walk to just like soak in the fact that you don't have a hangover soak in the fact that you accomplished something amazing by doing this bachelorette sober soak in the fact that you have no regrets or anxiety or shame about the night before that you remember everything like literally just bask in it and then like do something get that coffee as a celebration for yourself and just like let that be your own moment where you really celebrate yourself because you deserve it it's so warranted um and then that can just be kind of time to also like recenter yourself um I'm just such a big believer in like celebrating ourselves every step of the way on a sober journey because um we deserve it so definitely like find a little time to carve I mean mine ended up just being like waking up early and having a shower first thing while everyone was asleep um and that seems small, but it felt in the moment like, ah, like I'm up, I'm like hangover free, I'm getting myself ready and fresh for the day. And um, it was just such a good feeling. Also, another tip is have lots of yummy snacks for yourself. On, <laughs> on the second day, when we were having a very chill one because um, people were hungover, I just like had this physical, physical need for chocolate and we didn't have any on hand. And we ended up doing like an Uber Eats delivery for some stuff, um, like a grocery delivery. And I was like, I I need chocolate. It's a physical need right now. So have, (laughs) and we had lots of other snacks. I just had a very specific chocolate craving of just like milk chocolate. But anyways, when am I not craving milk chocolate? Um, But have lots of snacks snacks for yourself because that's something that I found that like when people were drinking like before and after we went out I was just like enjoying all the snacks and like all about it um you know as we should treat ourselves when we're I mean just like in general but especially when we're away for a weekend like that so make sure that you have like lots of your favorite snacks on hand um that's really key and just to really Let yourself use this as proof that you can have fun sober. Like I really believe that when we're around people who are drinking, yes, it can be a challenge, but it can also be an opportunity to be so grateful for being sober. And I always find it's like I I said earlier about the bus, but I always find that if I'm around people who are getting drunk, then I in turn find it a lot easier to just drop my inhibitions and not care and be silly and dance and let loose and do whatever because they're doing it and they're drunk and they're not noticing what I'm doing so it's kind of easy to just do it but you're doing it sober and that's like such a cool and empowering and freeing feeling to be able to do that so even to just like if it's a bit out of your comfort zone that's okay and to like think of it as practice and obviously follow your own gut if you're if you're just genuinely not comfortable then of course don't do anything you're not comfortable with but if you just feel like a little nervous awkward um that's okay that's just like an inherent part of life but the more you let yourself feel that, the easier it's going to get. 
And I really think that going to events that tend to be very alcohol focused, so like a bachelorette party or a wedding or, you know, any any kind of big party environment, as much as it can feel really intimidating and nerve wracking and daunting going in, you're going to think like, is it going to be hard? Am I going to feel left out? Am I going to really want to drink? Like, yes, that that can absolutely be true. And it's true that those situations can feel really challenging. But I always think that seeing a lot of drinking around me is always an opportunity to practice gratitude for being sober because when I watch someone who is very intoxicated I know what's waiting for them in the morning I know what that feels like like I've I lived it and it brought me to a point where I couldn't stand to feel that way anymore and that's why I got sober so it actually makes me feel a lot of empathy for them like when I'm watching people who are very drunk I find myself feeling like, oh, like, oh, I feel bad for them in the morning because I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And as much as like I feel for them, it really is an opportunity to like just be like, thank God, I'm so happy. I'm so grateful that I don't drink. I'm so grateful I'm not going to feel that way in the morning. I'm so grateful I'm going to feel good tomorrow mentally and physically. Um, So as much as events that are really you know, centered around alcohol can be a challenge. They really, really can be an opportunity to be reminded of what we don't want to go back to and to feel really grateful for where we're at. So I hope that this was helpful for anyone listening who maybe has a sober bachelorette coming up or maybe just like save this episode to come back to um, one day when you do. The great thing too is knowing like for these big events, they're a very big part. So my cousin, the bride who I love so freaking much, this was a big weekend for her. And if I had drank for it, then I would have been swallowed up by my own shame and and anxiety and all of that, the nightmare that always followed drinking for me. And I would have not showed up for her in the way that I was able to sober so even just to come back to that if it's you know a a bachelorette or like any event that's big for someone that you really care about like for someone in your life that you love just to really even connect to that like I can be I can show up for them in the way that they deserve because I'm not drinking And most importantly, though, you're showing up for yourself in the way that you deserve. You're taking care of yourself by not drinking. And now I get to, now I had, I had a great weekend. I had a lot of fun. There's so many funny stories from it. I had a blast and I got to come away with all of my memories of it. And now I get to remember a weekend that was a really big, important one for my cousin. And I love that. So if The idea of a bachelorette feels hard or daunting or scary. That's absolutely okay. It's okay to feel that, that it's completely valid. Um, But we can do hard things. And I just always think that situations that are maybe out of our comfort zones, especially in sobriety, it's always a growth opportunity. It's always an opportunity to prove to ourselves what we're capable of and then you get to come away feeling so empowered rather than coming away with tons of regrets and feeling embarrassed and hungover and like crap you get to come away feeling on cloud nine because you did it and it's just the best feeling and I'm cheering anybody on who's listening who has one coming up you can absolutely do this you've got this 
Thank you so, so much for listening this week. I hope you have an amazing week. If you enjoyed this episode and you think it will help somebody, maybe somebody who has a bachelorette coming up, then feel free to share it with them or share it on social media. Rate, review, subscribe. Follow me on Instagram at happiestsober and at happiestsoberpodcast. And remember that I have another sober trip coming up um, in Spain in September. I would love for you to join me. The deadline to book is coming up fairly quickly at the time that this episode is coming out. So um, I will link it in the show notes and it's also always in the link in my bio on Instagram. And you can subscribe to my weekly newsletter at happiestsober.com. I will chat with you all next week. Remember that life's happiest when you're sober. Bye. Oh, hey, it's Erin. And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls Podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.